We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Now, here's Chris Plank. Oh, let's go. It's the Sooner Sports Podcast with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. I'm Chris Plank. And is there any... Okay, so we're taking the steps, right? We had Big 12 Media Day. We had OU Media Day. We still have the affiliate get-together that's coming up like a week from Thursday, but we had another step along the way with our radio slash ops meeting that just wrapped up as we're taping this. (laughs) I feel like we're checking off the list, getting closer. Of great concern to many of you out there, I'm sure. Uh, The (laughs) the preseason radio broadcast technology meeting has taken place. So, that, yeah, you're right. Every every other day something happens that makes you say, boy, we're getting close now, aren't we? So uh, this is exciting. Uh, what are we, 24 days away, I yep. believe? 17 uh, days away this. from zero week. Our week zero. Yep. What, what do you go with? Zero week or week zero? Well, I go with uh, that's still a week away from OU playing a football game, so I'm not too worried about it. But uh, week zero, I believe, would be the name I would choose. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. So, uh, listen, I'm a sucker for a couple of things in life, and one of them is 13-second videos of guys making plays, which lead me to make declarative <laughs> statements for the rest of the year. And I think I've watched the DJ Graham interception a thousand times and about uh-huh. 50 Mario Williams catches and practices. Hey, uh, and I just taped the Lincoln Drake Island. Stoops. Drake Stoops making plays. Bob Stoops retweeting, man. This is a, it's been a fun start to camp for these guys. And Bill Beanbow, whom everyone will hear coming up as soon as we're done, he's pretty upbeat about that offensive line, isn't he? Yeah, that was good to hear. I thought he had some pretty meaty stuff to say uh, about his guys, you know, four practices in, as he said uh, repeatedly. 
Um, but I think there is some nuggets we can take out of his media session that you'll hear. Andrew Rame, I've thought all along, even back to the spring, is probably going to win that job at center, and it sounds like he's off to a, a great start possibly in that regard. Savion Bird, he just glowed about yeah. Savion Bird's early impression, impression, which makes you wonder, I mean, is it good enough that he could play this year? It's pretty rare that you see a true freshman play on the offensive line, but, boy, he said some, some uh, things about him that were impressive. So, uh, yeah, no, that was great, and that's certainly one of the biggest question marks, maybe the biggest question mark going into the year on the football team is that offensive line. It, it was, you know, it was okay last year. Uh, not as good as the expectations have become under Bill Biedenboe around here, and there's a big, big question mark in the middle with the uh, departure of Creed Humphrey. So I think this is a very important few weeks heading up to the season starting. And, and it, that's going to continue into the season, uh, the first few weeks of the year, for them to gel, figure out who those guys are, um, and to, to gel and get better and better as the year goes along. So, so much depends on that offensive line, the ability to run the ball, the ability to give Spencer Rattler time to throw the ball. Um the ability to put games away in the fourth quarter when you have the lead. And it's a question mark. I don't know if it's overly concerning because I think they've got a very good talent and a, and the best offensive line coach in the country. But there is certainly, there are some question marks there going into the year. Do you know what I dug yesterday when Bill Biedenboe was talking as we taped this? Or, I'm sorry, Calvin Thibodeau was talking as we trade this tape this excuse me was it, we me i have spent a lot of time along with fans getting excited about the depth on the defensive line right i mean and it's understandable isaiah thomas perion winfrey you know you, jordan kelly you hear names and it's it gets you fired up as a sooner fan but toby i loved what calvin thibodeau said where he stopped and he responded with we'll see you know it's it's it appears to be there but We'll see because why they got to go do it in games and they've got to continue to step up. And that level of expectation in the Oklahoma Sooner defensive line room is so high. I absolutely loved that from Calvin Thibodeau to basically, you know, I know he feels good about the way things look for this team in 2021 on the defensive line. But what's his reaction? Hey, you know what? We'll see how things pan out. And I, and I love it. It's not just saying, hey, expectations are high. We're fired up. Let's go. It's hey, let's see how everything progresses because we feel good about where we are. Well, I mean, we're at that that phase here, that stage where you move from the paper to real life. That's right. And we spend the whole offseason looking at paper, you know, putting a team down on paper. Who do they have back? Who are the new guys? What's this team look like on paper? And we try to guess how good they're going to be based on that. That's all we can do. But now is the time that that paper gets up, sprouts legs and arms, and goes out to the practice field. That's right. And that, that has to become more than, well, he should be good. You know, uh, they got to prove it. And that's what a good coach does. You know, you're, I don't care how many stars you had next to your name. I don't care how good you were last year. 
you got to go prove to me that you deserve playing time this year, that you're going to be a playmaker for us this year. Uh, I like what Calvin Thibodeau has a lot on paper, and I know he does too. But now they got to go prove it. And uh, none of those guys are giving them anything. You know that. None of <laughs> those football coaches are going to make every one of them earn it. And But I, I do think that they've got a chance to be really good up front. I do too. I do too. And listen, I've already made it very clear to Mike Houck that there are two slam dunks for every single post-game interview session, all right? <laughs> one of them – one of them is a dude that we didn't get a chance to talk to too terribly much last year, and I, I didn't necessarily know what to expect. But when DJ Graham – did you listen to DJ Graham yeah, yesterday? Yep. Okay. Yep. Number one, he's all in. And number two, Mike Woods is going to be on our post-game show nonstop. I don't know how we do it, Toby, <laughs> but this guy is – he's a star. Well, that's good. I have not heard him oh. yet. Oh, he's great. I'm very much eager to hear uh, his audio because I think he's going to potentially be a guy that's a major factor for this team. And We do these flashback shows, Chris, where we look back at some of the great games the last, well, way back, but mm-hmm. even recently, Oklahoma has had a pretty good run of transfer wide receivers who aren't the number one guy necessarily. Maybe they're the number three or sometimes even four guys, Justin Brown or Regino Lewis, who are big-time important players for them. And I think Mike Woods has a chance to be that. Now, he may be he may be their best receiver. I don't know. I think right. Marvin Mims is probably in front for that acclaim. But uh, in a, a wide-receiving core – that doesn't have a ton of experience. I mean, Jaden Hazelwood and Theo Weiss have been around for a while, but due to injuries and and things like that, they haven't had a ton of playing time. Marvin Mims is only going to be a a sophomore. So there's a a lot of talent, a lot of four- and five-star guys at wide receiver, but here comes a a guy along who's done it in – I think he's got a chance to be a very important, you know, player for them, an upperclassman, an older voice in that team room, and a very good wide receiver on top of all that. So it, it is great to hear that he's uh, going to be fun to have a microphone in his face too. Yeah, uh, and then fi- oh my gosh, he's great. You're going to love it. And then finally, T. Row. Before we get to Bill Beatenbow and Calvin Thibodeau, and then uh, on the game plan on Friday, you'll hear from Mike Woods. And we'll we'll also go in depth with, gosh, the, the laundry list of players. I mean, she's Theo Wees, Jaden Hazelwood was great, Nick Benino was great. We'll get to all those coming up on Friday's tailgate. But I did talk to Lincoln Riley on Monday, and it was a fun conversation to get ready for the first Lincoln Riley Coaches Show, which will air at some point next week. Man, I had some some guys that were just crushing me. It's like, oh, you're gonna say you talk to him and not let us know when the show is going to air. I don't know. It's, it's sometime next week. I, I'm going to let you know when it comes out. But there's this, you know, and, and this is coaches. And it's just you sense this confidence, T-Row. But they're also always they, – they feel there can be more, if that's maybe a fair way to put it. Yeah, they're happy. And I think Beanbow reflected this. I think Tibbs reflected this. You feel good where you are, but 
How did Lincoln put it the other day? Talking season is almost over, so let's get after it. And I'll tell you yeah. what, I, I was sitting next to a Lincoln rally, which it was great to be in the same room with them. That was in that seemed incredibly confident about where this team was heading in 2021. Well, I saw that quote, the talking season is over, and I think that's a, a bad omen for guys in our profession because <laughs> we're going to be out of a job if talking season is over. But for his football team, I get what he's saying. And, I mean, I think that's that's what you have to do as a coach. You have to, through recruiting, through summer uh, work, uh, through individual work, you have to put together the best team you can possibly put together. And then you got to coach them up. And now it's time to coach them up. And um, nobody, no coach is going to tell you they don't like their team. And no coach is going to walk out there in day one or two or three or four and say, yeah, boy, I tell you, we look really good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ugly early, or at least they want them to think it's ugly early. And usually it is ugly early and you got to, you got to figure out who fits in what spot. There's some position battles that are important out there. We mentioned the offensive line. I think the secondary has some position battles there. I think the wide receiver position probably has some position battles. So you got to figure out who deserves to be on the field. And then you got to go develop that team chemistry that is so important to a championship caliber football team and a program. Some of that's on the coaching staff. A whole lot of that's on those young men uh, and you go through things together and you go through these hot summer practices together and uh, you go through games together eventually and road trips and all that comes along with that. Hopefully at the end, you're raising a trophy or two. So I, I think that Lincoln and his staff have done an amazing job compiling a team that has a chance to go win a championship this year. You know, we've all been pointing to this year for a while as a year that they're going to have a chance. And I think that's absolutely true, but you still got to go coach them up. Still got to have some good luck in the injury category. Going to have to be some bounces go your way along the way on the field. But uh, it's time to get after it now. You got me fired up. Let's go. All right. Hey, Toby, thanks for your time, man. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great rest of your week, bud. You the man, Plank. See you. All right. So we mentioned Bill Biedenboe, Calvin Thibodeau. Let's start with the uninterrupted Bill Biedenboe press conference from Tuesday of this week. I mean, are you getting anxious to try to just get down to a 7-8, and eight, or how are you handling all that? You know, not right now. And, um, you know, we've only had four practices, you know, two days in pads. So I do, again, it's four practices, so take it for what it's worth. I mean, we've got 20, 21 more, but I do. I, I do. I, I think we've got really good competition across the board. Um, the mentality is much improved. The consistency is much improved. Um, feel good about where we are right now today, but it's got to continue. And they have from the first day to right now. I mean, I'm saying across the board, each individual, freshman, guys that have been here for a long time ha have improved every day. And um, I'm excited right now if it continues on this trajectory that it's been on. So, um, but it's a constant everyday thing. It's like I talked to them today after practice. You can you know, no matter if it's good or bad, you can't get complacent. If you had your best practice you've ever had, you can't get complacent. There's always room to improve and get better. And for us to be the best offensive line in the country, we've got to continue to get better every day. And we have up to this point. Now we've got 20, I think it's 21 more practices, you know, before the first game. So 
But I feel good about the guys. I like their mentality. I like how they're working. They're playing physical. They're playing hard. Got to continue to play a little bit smarter. Not that we're playing dumb right now, but got to continue to play smart. So I feel as good as I can four days into a camp. Are there any guys that you know for sure Marquise is going to start here or so-and-so is going to be here? Is everything sort of open? You know, we really don't. You know, and, um, you know, do I have an idea because of guys with experience? Yeah, you think you do. But, again, we've got some, some young guys that are really improving at a fast rate, which means the guys that may have played or may have started um, have got to keep raising their game, you know. So, and I think that's what's happening. I think everybody sees, you know, the depth, the competition that we have. I think, and I talked to those guys about it. We have, I want to say we have seven guys right now that have started in a, in a college football game, whether it's here or somewhere else. We have eight that have played, you know, played or started, and then we have ten that have played. You know, we just did all the reps that have had quite a few reps. So um, there, there's competition out there, and, and you got to do it every single day. And, and again, I, I really – and all our problems ever are mentality, how, how we approach every day. You know, and obviously I've got to do a better job when that comes up is an issue, but it, the talent's there, the ability's there. And, and every guy in that room has the ability to start and, and win games for us. But it's got to be every day, and that's the mentality you have to take. You can't have a great day and say, oh, okay, I've arrived. Because really at any position, but especially offensive line, you never arrive. All right? it's, it's a constant grind of continuing to get better. Andrew at center compared to where he was in spring? You know, uh, much more. Um, really like what he's doing right now. Again, look, everybody take this for what it's four days in. You know what I mean? I mean, we've had four practices and two in pads. But what I've seen of him up to this point, very, very impressive. Bill, when you have newcomers coming in, what's the biggest, or transfers, I guess, what's the biggest challenge for them to adapt to what you're teaching them? That's a great question, and you, you can ask them, but the, the biggest thing I see, and, and whether it's right or wrong, um, we, I teach the total con – obviously, you've got to focus on your position, but I teach the total concept of the play. They've got to understand formations. They've got to understand defenses. They have to understand coverages. They have to understand all those things because when you do – now, it's hard. It's not easy. All right, that's why it takes some guys a little bit, even a talented guy, maybe take him a little bit longer to start here um, because there's so much to go into it. It's not line up and block that guy right there. You've got to understand the formation we're in, the defense you're in, the, 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 they're in, the play that we have, where it's designed to go, and how things are going to fit. So it, it is a little bit tougher. I, I would say that is probably the toughest thing for them to do and understand because a lot of these guys haven't done those things before. It's just, hey, this is the play. This is what you're doing. And again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I don't know how you play football like that. you gotta ha you got to have an understanding. But with that being said, it does take a little bit longer. Back to Andrew, you say he's impressed and he's like what he's doing. Can you kind of elaborate on, I guess, what specifically you like from him so far? Uh, everything. I mean, really. And I'll say that a lot and probably shouldn't say it. Don't print it. But um, I know you're, I'm just messing with you. But, I mean, really, every I mean, he's got every tool. He's got every trait to be an elite center. I mean, he's got the size, the athleticism, the smarts. I mean, he's really, really working at it. And, and that's the biggest thing. And it goes back to mentality, like I, I try to preach all the time and get across to him. Um, your mentality and how you impro 
approach every single day is the most important thing. You know, they're all talented. They're here for a reason. You know, we recruited them here for a reason. Now, what's the mentality that you have every day? Are you complacent? Are you lazy? Are you content with being just good? Are you going to work to be elite, to be the best? And that's what he's done up to this point, and it's showing on the field. And and I think, you know, uh, every guy in there has. I really do. You know, now some guys got to continue to do it at a higher level, but I can see from the spring to right now, um, it's showing up on tape that, that they're doing the things that it takes outside of here. And I've told you guys this numerous times. I mean, we get a limited amount of time with them, you know. And, and if they just do what they're, you know, what we are requiring them to do here, they'll never be an elite player. We can win the Big 12, all right, but not, we're not going to get to where we need to get or where we want to get by doing just the bare minimum. So across the board, and especially him, he's doing it. He has to. He's a center. He's got to call every play. He's got to get everybody going, you know, in the right direction. Coach, I've had to replace the center quite a while. Um, how are those other guys? It seems like you got a lot of options in addition to Andrew. How, yeah. How's the whole crew look? You know, again, I, you know, it's four days, you know, so. But I feel good about all of them. You know, you got um, you got Andrew right now. You got uh, Conjol, who Conjol is. And he, he was good in the spring, um, but he is way, way ahead of, of where we ended the spring. His body's better. He's stronger. He understands the system better, so he's doing a heck of a job. Then you got Ian McIver, who's played a bunch around, or played, I think he pl he's played 300 snaps. I got that in there, but he's played quite a bit around here. Nate Anderson, for a freshman, um, is doing a heck of a job. He's had his best four practices since he's been here. You know, so, um, and then Chris is just doing it. Chris Murray's doing it on and off right now. Um, you know, he's playing at guard for us right now. We'll get him some more reps at center. I've gotten him some in walkthroughs and in drills and all those things. So um, we've got good options. You know, we've got really good options. So, um, yeah, it, it's, um, it, it's tough. You know, you have a guy like Creed that you don't ever worry about it, and then it's finding the right guy. But, you know, I think, um, I think Raim has a lot of the same qualities that Creed had, you know, coming in. Probably not as strong as he was coming in, but he's a really smart kid. And that's the most important thing at that position is being smart. Obviously, you've got to have the size and be a good player and all those things. But being smart enough to, you know, understand the offense, understand the blocking schemes, and every, get everybody going in the right direction. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Well, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told. So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Yeah, yeah. Again, four days in. I know I've said that a bunch, so... Um, but, yeah, really impressive. I mean, way, way ahead of what I have even anticipated. He is a big, strong, athletic guy. Man, he's got, he's got a strike. He's got powerful hands. 
Um, he is a, he's a smart kid. He is working extremely hard. Now, that being said, um, is he going to play the first game? Is he going to play the fifth game? Is he going to play the twelfth game? Is he going to redshirt? I don't know right now. But it's he's ahead of where I even I, I thought he'd be a really good player, but he is ahead of where I even thought he would be coming into this season or coming into this uh, fall camp. I was, was curious about about Wanya Morris. Um, a little saw him a little bit in the spring. Just how's that transition been for him so far? It's good. It's good. He's getting better. You know, he, he's getting better. He's, do, he's doing good things. Again, um, like somebody had asked before, the transition coming from a different – it's just learning, you know what I mean? And he's doing a good job. Again, he's a big guy. He's played a bunch. You know, he's, he's started a bunch of games, um, been a good player. Um, but it's competition, you know what I mean? He, he, he and I think we got him, Anton, you know, you got Swenson, you got Tyrese, you got Savion now. Um, so we got um, – and Parks, Aaron Parks is coming on. You know, now again, what's he going to do the rest of the time? I don't know, but I think we do finally um, have some competition. Again, it's got to continue to progress, but um, there's there's a bunch of guys competing to be starters. Do we have left or right tackles, or do you, are they versatile and can play both? Yeah, you know, um, hopefully they can play both. But you know, um, right now it's left. You know, we're staying left and right. You know, we haven't had to move a guys. I moved a few guys today just to see some things, but. Um, Ultimately, you got to get comfortable, especially a young guy. You know, the set's totally different. Your footwork's totally different. Um, as easy as it may seem on the outside, hey, just move this guy over to the right side. Everything's different. Your dominant leg's different. You know, your stance is different, so everything's different. So we try to keep it left and right. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be that – or, excuse me, a guy playing left or playing right. Um, and I do think we have enough depth right now to do that, right now, today. Now, again, will that change to where we got to play guys on both sides? It may at some point. Can you give us an idea who's kind of playing which sides? Um, yeah. Um, Anton right now is left. Uh, Wanye's left. Savion's left. Um, Swenson, Tyrese, um, and who else? Parks is on the right. Um, and Tyrese is playing guard, too. I'm going to ask you about that. When you have a guy like Tyrese who's playing some tackles and guard, you talked about Chris playing center some guard. Do guys get attached to one position and want to play that? Or do, in your experience, do most guys not mind moving? That's a great question. Um, most guys don't. They may want to play a certain position, you know what I mean, and feel comfortable. But if you put it to them like this, look, you can be – I can play you at guard if you really want to play guard. You're going to be the backup guard, or you could be the starting center. You know what I mean? Or, or vice, however it is. You know what I mean? I said, hell, I'll play you at guard. You're going to be the backup then. You know what I mean? If you don't want to play center. So uh, most guys will do it. You know, yeah, and it's like anything. They may feel a little bit more comfortable, but with the reps and the time, you know, they'll, they'll be fine. Well, um, you know, our tackles are generally, and they, we're not the traditional, and I used to be, hey, I need a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, 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 guy because of long arms. I, I really got away with that with Cody Ford and, and Bobby Evans, you know. I, when Cody Ford came here, I never imagined he'd be a tackle. Really didn't. Recruited him out of high school when he came here, all those things. 
Obviously, he was the same situation. He probably would have been more comfortable at guard, but was going to have a chance to start a tackle. What differentiates it? You're, you're just probably you got to be a little bit more athletic on the edge. Tyrese is an athletic guy, um, but he's played a bunch of guard, um, and he, he's doing a heck of a job right now. His body's in the best place that it's ever been. I think he's at about three. 15-ish, 316-ish, so he, he's doing a heck of a job right now. He's, he's moving well, um, looks really good out there, so he's got to continue to keep going. Coach, you've been real positive today, saying like everybody could be the starter. I know it's four days in, and every year is different, but comparing to previous seasons, do you ever recall feeling this good about your, your group this early in camp? What do you say? I'm not a positive guy. <laughs> I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know, pro- you know that, that's hard to say. Probably in 2008, and again, look, I'm not saying it's going to be like that, okay? That, that's probably the last time that I felt like this, and again, it's four days in, okay? But, you know, it, 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 it is. I, you know, I don't have to, I don't, if you guys are at practice, I'm not, yelling and doing all that a bunch because they're doing what the hell they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? And, and they're, they're doing what we need them to do. So, yeah, do I feel good right now? Heck, yeah, I do. Now, can we come in here tomorrow and I'll be more negative? Maybe. You know what I'm saying? But right now, today, yeah. With an untrained guy being out there practice today, it looks like the defensive guys, they, they just look bigger, maybe stronger than, than they have. Do you get the sense as the O-line coach that there are some dudes over there now, maybe in a way that there didn't used to be? Do you, do you get that impression? I do, which, which is making us better. I mean, it, it's a battle every play for, for whatever it is, 10 to 15 guys. You know, the second guy comes in, the third guy comes in, which I love because that is making us bat better. We have got to battle and compete every single play. You know, so, yeah, there's no doubt. In, in my time here, um, it, it's as deep. You know, and you got to talk to the defensive guys about what they think, but it's as deep as, as I've seen it, and as talented, and as big, and as athletic, and, and as challenging as, um, as I've seen since I've been here. You brought up Anton earlier, and you talked about guys, younger guys that are making that jump. Is he a guy, obviously, he played quite a bit last year and started, but is he the guy that you've seen just make a, a big jump from freshman? I think so. More in mentality, he's got to, he's got to continue to keep his weight on. I think he's a little too light right now, um, and, and the, the uh, strength coaches and the uh, nutritionists are doing a great job with that. He's got to focus on that more. He's an ex- he's a great. He's kind of like Drew Samia. You know, Drew Samia wanted to eat all really good food and all that, and his body, you know, and all that stuff. And, and I get it. I probably should do it, but I mean, you know. You're an offensive lineman. Yeah, you don't want to be sloppy, but he's such a good athlete, you know what I mean, that he's got to have that extra mass and that extra strength. You know, he, he's very – and, again, I'm not saying never. It's going to be hard to beat him around the edge. So he's got to gain the mass and the strength to be able to shut down rushes that are coming through him, all right? He's going to get in a position to do it, but now he's got to continue to keep that weight up. And I know it's not – easy right now for him, you know, being out there in that heat and all that, but he's got to do the things outside of here to keep that up. But, yeah, he's made a big jump. I, I think he's going to be a great player for us. 
Marcus Hicks has moved over to your side. What, what, have, what are your early impressions of him? Yeah, like him. Like him. Smart kid. Um, really talented. He, he actually, and, and I told him this, and I told his dad this, I thought coming out of high school, I know we recruited him as a D lineman, but I would have recruited him as an O lineman. I would have recruited the kid out of, out of high school as an O lineman watching his tape. You know, he's a big kid, athletic, uh, was a wrestler, you know, so he's got good balance. Obviously, now it's just learning the techniques, but I've been, I've been really impressed with what he's done up to this point. I think he's got a chance to be a, a really good player. And if it, I, I, I'm not saying it's going to happen right now, today, this year, whatever, but, you know, I, I do like what he's doing. And how about a little Calvin Thibodeau talking defensive line? Yeah, four days in, these guys, man, they're in great shape, and, you know, you got to give credit to Benny. Uh, you could tell, man, they're flying around, and, you know, you could tell that, you know, they're, they're not wearing down in practice. You know, they're getting stronger as practice goes. So um, a lot of that is due to the depth and how we rotate, um, but, but they're making every rep count right now. The other day, Alex said there are six to eight guys and inside and outside that you guys would feel comfortable rotating in. I mean, is that how you feel also? And, I mean, how, how do you feel generally about your guys? Yeah, we, we, we feel like we got, you know, close to seven, eight guys that can go into a game inside and, and not only just take reps but, but make plays. And, uh, you know, that, that's been awesome going into uh, fall camp. Uh, you, you got some depth. We got some talent. And, uh, you know, we have experience. Uh, you know, Perrion Winfrey, um, Josh Ellison. Jalen Redman, um, Jordan Kelly, uh, um, Corey Robeson. Uh, I know I'm leaving somebody out. Uh, you know, Isaiah Cole. I mean, these guys, they're competing. So it's very competitive in the room, and everybody's trying to make every rep count right now. Calvin, is Jalen physically and mentally back to where you need him to be? Yeah, he's getting there. He's getting there. He's getting there. I think he's making every day count. Uh, it, you know, you take, you know, you you don't play for a year. You know, you got to go knock knock off some rust. And obviously, he had a spring ball, but um, you know, I, I think he's pretty close. I think he's really close. And uh, he, he just every day he's he's out there working his butt off. So uh, he's adding value, and, and 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 we're really happy with where he is right now. Perion still looks just like a man among boys out there. What do you think his ceiling is here in twenty twenty one? He needs to be a dude. He needs to play how he looks. Um, you know, he's a guy that can do it and do it at a high level. So we, we're expecting big things from him, man. I mean, I, I think if he does it, if he plays the way he's capable of, man, he's an NFL guy. So that's what we expect from him. Jordan Kelly's uh, patience, resilience through his career. What's his journey been like? And what have you seen early? I know it's only been four days, but what have you seen early out of Georgia's small camp? You know, you could just see a guy that, that's more confident. You could see a guy that, that's flying around and expecting to make plays, not just run a defense. Um, so we're expecting big things out of him. You know, he's he's not coming into camp trying to figure out what his role is going to be. He know what it is, and, you know, he, he's competing for a starting job. So You mentioned Jalen being out that year. Do you think that provided some perspective for him about just how much it means just being out there again? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. He, he, he missed it. No doubt about it. Uh, but then he also seen that, you know, you know, him not being a part of that, there were, it was opportunity for other guys to step up. So, you know, we, we, you know, we're going to do this thing, you know, we're going to do this thing regardless. And, um, it's great to have him back. Uh, but, but, you know, it was, it was the next, it, it was an opportunity for the next man. And, and that's what, uh, Isaiah Thomas did. Coach Calvin Gilliam is a true freshman, but he certainly doesn't look like one. How, how 
I'm excited about Kelvin, man. Uh, he, he works his butt off. He's he's mentally tough. Uh, he he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and he's just playing hard. You just look up and you see him in the backfield, and you know you get excited about him. So he, he's older than his own. I'm really really excited about him. With your with your depth that you have on the inside, when you're out there watching and coaching, can you tell there's a difference? Do you feel real comfortable like one through three as far as like the depth goes, or can you? Uh, you know that you know that it remains to be seen. I I, I think the depth is really good, um, but you got to go do it in games still too. Um, when, when you roll, you know when you roll guys is you know can they go in there and make plays? Are they just in there taking reps? And you know right now guys are getting off blocks, winning one on ones, and finding the football. That's when you know you really have some really good depth. So I'm excited about these guys. And you know as you get in the game and you're rotating guys, you'll see you know as a coach who you really 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 trust the most in critical times in games. How much does that help for the future of the program in terms of recruiting when you can go and sell to recruits, see what these guys are doing, see how everyone's playing as a team? How does that help? It's big because, you know, we, you know, with big guys, you, you don't want to see those guys huffing and puffing. That's when the injuries, that's when the uh, mental errors happen. So we want to keep them fresh. You know, last year we was able to play about five guys uh, inside and, um, you know, we're going to be able to play six or seven possibly this year. So so when, you, when you're recruiting a young man and you can tell him you play six, seven guys, the opportunity for him to play is uh, pretty strong. You know, that, that, that only helps with recruiting. Coach Dietenhoff gave your group a lot of credit for how talented you are. It's helping his group out get better. Would you say the same about the depth on the offensive line, helping your guys get a lot better? Uh, no, no doubt, man. Bill does an amazing job with those guys. So every day is a battle, man. Every day it's been that way, you know, since I've been here. And, uh, Man, and, you know, coach always figures it out, but there, there's a lot of talent over there, and we expect big things from those guys. LeRon Stokes feels like someone that gets for, forgotten about. Where's he through the first week? Say it again. Where's he, how's his progress throughout the first week? Man, he's doing some great things, man. I, I, I'm happy that he's in the group. He's like that grandfather. You know, he's he's the old guy in the group. Uh, you know, we've we've upgraded. You know, we've upgraded. He's competing his butt off, but. You know, you know, when he first came here, the group looked like one thing, and now it's different now. So he's competing. You know, I, I'm glad to have him. You know, I, man, I, I, I really, really emphasize him coming back for another year, and I'm glad he did. And he brings so much maturity to the group. So, man, it, it's awesome to have him, uh, um, you know, back in our room. But, man, it, you know, there, there's a lot of talent in there. So he, he got to come with it. He's awesome, man. Just a guy who's been in the fire, a guy that, you know, when they leave the building, you know that he's going to do the right things. He's putting his hand around everybody. And uh, it's almost like a coach uh, uh, within the group because he's going to do exactly, you know, uh, what we ask of him, and he's going to push that message on the players. So uh, really, really, really a blessing to have him back for another year. Yeah, Isaiah. Uh, he probably was with the ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's he's doing some great things this camp, and really been excited about his leadership. Grinch mentioned that last week about like being a leader in defense. What do you, I guess, think seeing maybe another jump out of him this year and just getting another year? Oh, uh, no question. Coach Kane is doing a phenomenal job with him, and uh, I just, I mean, it, it's different. You know, last year he was finding himself, and 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 you know, this year we expected out of him, and and now it's. 
not his it's, it's not just about him doing his job it's pulling people along with him and he's doing a great job you know so he's the first one on the field he's bringing freshmen with him and he's encouraging everybody so it's great to see last year when you guys with the rotting stuff you had to move him around a little bit were, were you did you know Isaiah was that versatile last year no I, I, it, it was interesting we had a couple of guys out I think Perion and Josh Ellison were out with with I believe at that time maybe COVID or something like that and we, we were short on bodies and we moved him inside and he practiced his butt off and we was like, whoa, you know, we, we, we might can play him in there. And, you know, uh, uh, we went into a scrimmage and he made a bunch of plays and we was like, okay, this, this making us go right now. And we stuck with it. And, uh, you know, he started the first game there and, uh, then we ended up flipping it back. But then, uh, when Perk came back, we moved him inside and we really thought that that combination made us take off. So. Uh, there's always an opportunity for that, but 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 uh, right now he's more focused at end. So, what does a guy like Nick Benito do for you? Know they talk about a big time inside guy helping the edge rusher get open a lot more. What does a guy like Nick Benito and you know they have to slide the protection over to the outside because he's so quick off? How does that help you guys on the inside? Oh, man, if our guys can stay square and just push the pocket, man, um, you're running to some easy sacks, man. Um, I mean, when you have a guy that, that can be in the way Nick does and as explosive as he is, uh, you know, if you're just collapsing the pocket, you're running to some cheap sacks. So, you know, we constantly preach that just body control and being able to collapse that pocket, you're going to run into some cheap ones. Well, it starts with our leadership, Coach Grinch, and, and, and we just want to put the best athletes on the field and guys who can do multiple things. You know, it's, it's kind of positionless football. You know, can you hunt? You know, can you get off blocks and make plays? And if you can, we want to put the best guys out there. No matter what the position is, you know, we want you to go hunt for us. And, uh, you know, when we figure out who those best guys are, we're going to come up with packages for those guys to showcase their ability. Played, OU was always top five. From that perspective as a leader, how did you kind of keep your teammates tempered down a little bit? And then now, compare that to now when you're a coach and these expectations are coming out again. What's your message to your players when you compare the two? Well, you know, it's, it's Oklahoma. You should have high expectations. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you know. Bob, Bob didn't really let us focus on that. You know, we we were more focused on being the best version of us. And you feel like that's the same message from Leakin. You know, there, there won't be a celebration when, when the rankings come out in the beginning. You know, we want to make sure that we're the best version of us and making sure that we control the controllables and how we work and making sure that we're prepared every single day uh, you know, to make sure that we maximize what this team is capable of. So that's, that's really uh, been the message to our group and, 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 you know, all the other stuff will take care of itself. We're in an era now where social media, really, these kids use social media so much, much more than when you played. And how, as a coach, how do you kind of, you know, don't follow the message. Just concentrate on yourself. All right, we, we try to emphasize that the, the most important message is coming from, you know, inside these walls, but, you know, they, they got access to it. But, you know, we just try to emphasize our, our, our message is the one that, that matters. So. You, you wish you'd had Twitter when you were playing? Nah, 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 nah. So I, I'm glad it wasn't around then. I'm glad.
to see what was going on in Oklahoma. Can you kind of put in perspective what the, I know it's early preseason, but the depth as from what you've seen the last 15 years at Oklahoma defensive line and kind of where you're at now? I think, uh, I think the scheme allows you to play more people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of our strength. You know, usually, you know, uh, you know, last, uh, say last the four, four years before coach got here, you were, you had your top guys and then you had guys you were going to play. But, you know, I, I think the scheme allows guys to play a little bit faster. So it, it, it allows those guys to go out there and find the ball. So you're a little bit more confident in that rotation and you see guys developing more, um, you know, coach, uh, uh, Ruffin McNeil used to say, cloudy mind, slow feet, you know, and these guys, you know, basically if a guy's thinking, then he's playing slow. And, you know, the the, the, the defense is such where it, it's so simple that allows those guys to play faster. So they're not thinking, they're being able to showcase their ability. Tell me, when you look back from when you play, the caliber of people you win against as a player, how does that compare to what your, your guys are going against today? Man, you know, uh, you know, Bill does a great job uh, of recruiting his butt off, man. Uh, now, are you talking about in practice or just? Well, I'm really talking about opponents more. Oh. But, but maybe, maybe within the offensive lines at OU also. Uh, I, I still think we're, we're, we're facing elite talent. Um, you know, I, I still think, you know, every opponent, you, you got to make sure you're prepared uh, um, and, and making sure you're doing your due diligence with preparation. Um, you know, for us, we – we don't really even, you know, think about the the uh, the competition. It's more about making sure that we've done everything on our end to make sure that we're playing at a, a level that 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 we can be excited about. So, um, you know, when I think back to to when I played, and you know, you you knew in the, you know, you knew in the Big Twelve, you know, and, you know, I, you know, when you played a pretty much when you rolled out there, man, you you were gonna look the part. You were gonna look pretty much better uh, for the most part. Um, but we still had to go execute. We still had to go make the plays, and we didn't take that for granted. Hey, on Friday's episode of The Tailgate, we'll hear from the players and their media avails this week. And by the way, coming up over the next few weeks, the assistants will sit down one-on-one with us, and we'll start going through their position battles and maybe some players we aren't talking about yet that have caught their eye. Until then, everyone have a great week. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one, and by Allstate, proud partner of Oklahoma Athletics. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.